Welcome back to The Scruggs Show. I'm your host, attorney Natasha Scruggs, and I'm here at Let It Fly Media. And I'm with my guy, Justin, on the ones and twos. (laughs) Uh, So today, we're going to talk about just some hot topics that is in the news right now. Um, A bunch of stuff has happened within the last week, and I want to touch on it. So some good news is yesterday, the Kansas City Chiefs got their rings, and the rings are so gorgeous. One thing that I really liked is that they put out why uh, all the diamonds were there. And I'm I'm really a sucker for, like, meaningful stuff. And so uh, they put, like, certain diamonds for all the years of the Chiefs. So I think it's, like, 60 diamonds on the Arrowhead, and it's rubies, and it's, it's just a really pretty ring, um, gold, and a bunch of other details. And then, like, on the inside of the ring, they have um, pretty much, like, the deficits that they overcame during the playoffs. And I thought it was really nice. And as a a member of the Chiefs Kingdom and someone who lives in Kansas City, and it just reminded us as a city of when this happened. This is before the pandemic, before, like, all this drama that's going on. And it was really a good look. Like, I was really feeling it. Um, Let me know in the comments if you guys had a chance to look at the ring. Let me know what you thought. Some critics were saying, like, oh, the Arrowhead should have had some gold around it. You know, some designers. But (laughs) overall, it was a great ring, and I I really liked it. Something else kind of special that happened was Patrick Mahomes proposed to his girlfriend that same day. And uh, I thought that was pretty, like, dope. Like, I thought it was selfless because he he's probably been planning this for a long time. And he didn't want to make that day only about him. And so he, he, he got her a ring. So on Twitter, I put, like, he got iced out and then he iced her out. I thought it was dope. <laughs> so that's something that I feel like a lot of people enjoyed. Also, the families of the players, like, sent in a video. So it was, like, a lot of family time, a lot of good feelings, all that serotonin was all in the air yesterday. Um, and that was needed because the my community and pretty much probably like the world was mourning Chadwick Bos- Bosman, um, Black Panther, 42, Thurgood Marshall. I mean, the his, his uh, accolades go on and on. But I know I was like really hurt when I heard the news and I was so upset and everybody was upset. This is last last week. And um, I just kind of was like devastated, like, man, we lost the icon and nobody even knew he was sick. And um, it's just been a lot of, I feel like, bad stuff that's been happening and we've been kind of having to sit back and like just accept it and kind of take it all in. I was like, this is just unexpected. And then my little brother, he's 16. And so he was saying, like, I thought that, you know, stuff like that only happened to old people. And I didn't know that you could die young because, you know, they look up to him, the young kids, which we do, too. But young kids really do like that's their superhero. And uh, it was hard to have those conversations and explain what happened and the fact that he had colon cancer I think it was maybe four years ago and he's been suffering through chemotherapy and treatments even while he was filming all his all his movies and it kind of put a green light on a lot of people like I personally saw a lot of people say that they want to go get tested now and that they want to prioritize this 
a little earlier because, you know, he was very young. And so he got diagnosed very early. And that's kind of scary for somebody who a lot of us in my generation and even a little older, we kind of think we're invincible and think that we're going to live forever. So uh, I just want to say shout out to him, shout out to his family and definitely been praying for them. And um, me and my brother had long talks about it and everything. So I just wanted to acknowledge him on that. Um, Some other stuff that's been going on. On Monday, Monica and Brandy, vocal extraordinaires, did a versus competition. So if you guys don't know what versus is, it's something that's been going on all pandemic where two artists will basically play 10 of their songs and the other artists will play 10 and then they'll compete to see who won. But we don't really have a real winner. (laughs) It's just like the audience decides and it's on Instagram live and Apple music. So Monday night, it was between these two women. These are women I grew up with women. If you're an R&B fan, you basically grew up with them and they started singing very young. Like Brandy's first album came out when she was 15. Monica's first album came out when she was, I think 14 or 15. They both had very mature, beautiful voices. They both sold multi-platinum. They both have Grammys. And so um, it was, like, so nostalgic. Like, I was crying the whole time when they were playing. Some other girls were. And that reminded me, like, girls really cry just because something is beautiful. <laughs> like, just because a song is beautiful, we're, like, in tears. And that's, <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is this is the original me. Like, before I kind of got into my career, I used to just sit at home and, like, listen to YouTube videos and YouTube music and get into my R&B bag. And that's what I was on. I personally think Brandy won. Oops. I personally think Brandy won. A lot of people think Monica won. I think Brandy's voice, somebody on Twitter said that if you don't have sons, then you're not an icon. And they saying Brandy has a lot of sons. So a lot of people either use Brandy as the vocal Bible, which is her nickname, or they are trying to be like her, or they have some sort of rendition of her sound. And they saying that not a lot of people have Monica sound. I don't know. I'm going I'm to stay out of that. I just know that when I put the songs next to each other and I watched it again, it was a three-hour versus. It was over six million people watching it live. Um, and Brandy had the better songs overall. Monica has some good concept songs. Like, she got this song called Sideline Ho, and a lot of people liked it. <laughs> but that song, sorry to say, but that song is whack. Like, that song doesn't sound good sonically. The concept is good, but it doesn't sound good sonically. I'm not saying Monica doesn't have songs that sound good. I'm just saying some of her songs are not. Now, should have known better, classic. So Gone, classic. The song she got with Keisha Cole, Trust, it was a classic too. So she had some heavy hitters in there, and Brandy started off slow, but Monica came back with the one-two, and they kind of fought in the middle, and then they finished it off with The Boy Is Mine, which is their number one Grammy, Grammy Award-winning song that they have together. At the end of the verses, it was a lot of speculation that you know, her and Brandy were into it or her and Brandy were not like vibing. But 
it was a lot of videos after that that showed that they actually were having a good time together. So that was good to see. I don't know why, but they made so many people happy. Like I was on a cloud on Monday and Tuesday because of that. And uh, at the end, Brandy said, stay tuned for the world tour. So hopefully after all of this is going down, they're going to have a tour. If they do, I'm buying backstage passes. I'm buying all the merch. I'm going to be front row. <laughs> so I'm a super duper R&B head. Super. Um, so speaking of R&B and speaking of like R&B and hip hop. So right now, Big Sean is trending. And basically it's like called Big Shine is Over Party. Now, I don't agree with this, but I would just want to talk about it. Big Shine used to be engaged to Naya Rivera, who has passed away this year. Um, and he had a song when they broke up called I Don't F With You. And in the song, he had a bunch of lyrics that were mean. He was saying, like, stupid A.B., I don't give a F. I don't care about nothing that you do. You crazy. <laughs> you know? And when you first break up with somebody, that happens. Like, you hate them. Let's be clear. You either hate them because you're sad that they're gone, which is, I think, a lot of people don't like that, or you hate them because they did you wrong. And I don't think that he was saying that she did him wrong, but he was just mad that she was gone, and people get resentful, and he's entitled to his feelings. The reason why people are mad is because now he's he's his album is about to come out, Detroit 2, and he's doing press, and he's talking about her, and instead of just saying, like, I, I wish that I didn't make the song, which is, that would have been his personal opinion. He's saying he hates that we associate that song with her. And I'm like, I wanted to give him bail, but that's gaslighting. That's so toxic to say that. Like, you made the song about her. You just broke up with her. She asked you not to do it. Also, she, she, she has a book. And in her book, she says specifically, I begged him not to put me in the song. I begged him not to talk about me. And then he goes on there and says she liked the song. It's like, no, she didn't like the song. She just couldn't do anything about it. So she pretty much accepted it. And it's a difference between accepting and liking. So a lot of people are saying, a lot of people are going overboard with it. You know, I think he just made a mistake. But I do I do disagree with him speaking on that about her. You know, may, may she rest in peace. She has a daughter. Um, you know, he has a new relationship. So I just feel like he should have just... He already said something sweet about her when it happened. He should have just left it at that. Now he's going to have to come back and say something new. Um, it's just ridiculous. But this is what people call, quote, unquote, cancel culture. I don't call it that. I just call it sometimes when you do bad, something that's really bad, people don't want to listen to your music anymore or they don't want to support you, and that's pretty much cancel, cancel culture. But I don't – when I cancel somebody, it's for a real – a real like crazy reason you know they're saying he was a bad boyfriend and he was a scumbag ex-boyfriend I mean it's a lot of people that are like that so we can't cancel everybody just because they had a you know bad relationship and they spoke and they misspoke that's what I think happened with Big Shine um so yeah those are pretty much the trending topics of the week I think what's coming up is Next week is going to be the NFL is going to do a kickoff. So we're going to see how teams are going to approach this because 
the week before last, there were boycotts. I don't want to say boycotts. They're technically strikes by the NBA, MLB, WNBA, even some people in tennis that were saying we can't play or we can't dribble the ball because we don't feel good as black people. So it was like some black players were feeling upset about what's going on, and they basically said, I don't want to labor today. I don't want to play today. And I felt them. It's crazy. Like, it was the Milwaukee Bucks. They were the first team to do it this at this particular time. And it's the day that they did it, I woke up, and I was like, I didn't want to get up. I was like, it's too much going on. Um, there was an issue that happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where a black man was shot in his back seven times and then in front of his, like, three kids in the car. But then after that, it was so much BS going on. Like, it was rumors that the police were, like, calling, like, vigilantes and, like, local militia, like, people to come out with their guns. And then it was, like, people that were driving in from out of town, including, like, minors with guns, shooting people, killing people. It was just ridiculous stuff going on. And I was like, how is this happening right now? I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, could, I couldn't believe when I watched the video, but I also couldn't believe what was going on just because I'm like, why is this still happening? I know that I know it's happening, but then when it happens again, I'm like, why? So I was feeling a certain type of way. I didn't want to go to work. So when they said they didn't want to go to work, I was like, yes, it's not just me. Like, all of us are feeling the weight. And something about when they did that, it felt good for the fans. I don't know why, but it felt good. But I also know from a business standpoint that money was lost and the NBA went into crisis mode and some of the other organizations went into crisis mode. So I'm saying all that to say when the the NFL comes back, to me, all the press conferences that I've seen are all talking about this. They want to know what is the NFL going to do? What are the players going to do? What is the NFL going to allow? What are the teams going to allow? It's just a big question mark. So when Gracie and I were in here at and we were talking about, is the football season going to happen? Looks like it is. We were talking about, you know, what what is Roger Goodell going to do? Uh, what is, You know, and so I guess we're going to see. So coming up for the next podcast, hopefully I'll get a guest um, on the next one. And uh, when I bring him in, he and I are going to talk about Talk about the NBA, the MLB, the fact that, number one, this is weird that we have all of these, like, organizations playing at once. We never have a calendar like this. Clearly, 2020 is the most bizarre year ever. (laughs) So we're going to see. But follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at The Scruggs Show. And also follow me at Attorney Scruggs. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube. And please leave us a comment to let us know what did you think and your thoughts. <laughs>